You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So last week we were talking a lot about the vessel of clay, the potter and the clay. The quality of the vessel does not get determined by the potter. But the quality of the vessel is determined by the clay. The quality of the vessel is determined by the clay. If there's some impurities or things in the clay, the vessel will not be the quality vessel it's supposed to be. It can either be bubbles of air or fine little stones or whatever. Those are the sins or the hot air that we have, the pride that hinders us to be the vessels that we are supposed to be. The good news is is that God remains faithful even when we're unfaithful. Because God cannot be unfaithful. So God always remains faithful even when we are unfaithful. Ask yourself, what are the things, the hindrances between you and the promises that God has got for you? What are those hindrances? What are those things that needs to be removed so that you can walk in the fullness that God has predestined for you? God has planned good things for you. Do you really believe that with all your heart? So many things have come against people that they doubt these things. And I want to touch on it this morning to help you realign yourself so that you can get to where God wants you to be. Because God wants those promises to be fulfilled in your life. But you have your part to play. The quality of vessel, the vessels of glory and honor, is not determined just by God. You have your part to play. If you are willing, God is able. You have to be willing to say, I want to be a vessel of honor. Turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 32. I'm reading from the Passion Translation, verse 8 to 9. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you. Instruction and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. So my conclusion is this. Many are the sorrows and frustrations of those who don't come clean with God. But when you trust in the Lord for forgiveness, His wraparound love will surround you. So celebrate the goodness of God. He shows His kindness to everyone who is His. Go ahead, shout for joy, all you upright ones, who want to please Him. Tammy, listen to me. No pastor, no man of God, no prophet, no apostle can help anybody who does not want to accept the spiritual solution. You have your part to play. You are here because you know your problem is more than what a man can help you with. If man could solve your problem, you would not be here this morning. But you recognize that there's something spiritual here. God says, I want to walk with you. I want to lead you. I want to guide you. 
Don't be stubborn. What does that mean? Don't follow your own way, but follow God's way. Many of us have tried to follow our own way. Do it our own way. Include God in everything that you do. I want to minister this morning. Only Jesus can give you peace and comfort. People are looking for peace. People are looking for comfort. Only Jesus can give you peace and comfort. People don't realize how much they need God. You only truly start walking with God once you realize how much you need God. But when you don't realize how much you need God, you still want to walk in your own ways, go your own places. But when you know how much you need God, you'd want to stay close to God. Many people still want to walk into a boardroom and say, Jesus, stay outside. I quickly want to have this board meeting. Jesus, just stay outside of the room. I'm quickly going to talk to my wife. I'm quickly going to talk to my husband. Jesus, just stay outside. We can join up later. Because you don't know how much you need God. You need God in everything. You need God to talk. You need God to walk. Wherever you go, when you go to work, you need God. You might have received the qualification at the university, but you still need God to do what you have to do. So that what you do, you can do it in righteousness. They stood many times, many things that people stay close to sin instead of getting away from sin. Look at what the Bible says in John 5 verse 14. You know what's the heart sore thing? Many people run to church when they're in a crisis. They say, Jesus, help me solve my problem. And once Jesus has solved their problems, they leave the church again. Why? Because they don't know how much they need God. John 5 verse 14. A short time later, Jesus found the man at the temple and said to him, Look at you now. You're healed. Walk away from your sin. So that nothing worse will happen to you. You know what is the greater challenge that people face? People think the challenge that I'm facing, the greatest challenge is just to get my breakthrough, is to get my healing. But your greater challenge that you will face is to maintain that healing, is to maintain that blessing. Jesus said to him, walk away from sin. Get away from sin. Family, this is the mistake that they make. You're now born again. You're washed with the blood of Jesus. And now you start walking too close to sin again. So the Bible says what you will do is the trap of the devil. Now you're cleansed, you're washed, you're white. Now you start walking with people that you shouldn't be walking with. Let's walk together. You're not doing anything wrong. You're just with them. You start walking with it. You listen to the jokes, you go to the parties and drink the drinks, but you're not getting drunk like they are getting drunk. Now we're walking. Now the Bible says after you walk, you start standing. So there's no movement anymore because when you're walking, you can still walk away, but now you're standing. It says after this, you sit. Once you sit, it means now you start feeling comfortable. 
as a Christian with all of these things. Amen. And it's the trap of the devil. Amen. So if you start walking, listen to the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit says, get away, get away. Amen. If the Holy Spirit is saying, okay, you can be with this friend, he's going through a tough time, help him. Then you have approval from heaven and the light in you will have an impact upon him. But if not, bad company will corrupt good morals. And before you know it, your wife becomes dirty like this. And now you look more like the world and sin. But on Sundays you come to church, Hallelujah, Jesus, please help me, and you pray. But you're getting comfortable with this. The mistake that all Christians do. And we're all confronted with it. Psalm 101 says, What delight comes to those who follow God's ways. Follow God's ways. They won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, or be found sitting in the scorner's seat. Their pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am. Meditating each and every moment in the revelation of light. You first walk, then you stand, then you sit. Don't find yourself sitting comfortable in places where you shouldn't be. Walk away from sin. Those things that will affect you as a vessel of honor that God has predestined for you is determined by yourself. God has come and said, I want you to be a vessel of honor. You know it, the promise. But now you allowed things in your life. So you cannot be the vessel of honor you should be. Now you start saying things like, I don't trust God. Why isn't God doing this in my life? Why am I going through all these challenges? If you have to be honest, it's not God. You've had your own part to play. And now we start changing our confession and saying, it's God. It is the potter. Why is the potter doing this? But you as the clay have your part to play. Family, if you say you're a Christian, ask yourself this question. What has been the result in your life for being a Christian? Are you just murmuring and complaining, saying nothing is working out? Because those are not the fruits of a Christian. You're an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you are linked up with His light and His life, that light will start to expel darkness. You can have peace on the inside. I'm not saying all troubles will go away. But I'm saying you'll have peace on the inside. And God will start to perfect everything concerning you. As you plant righteous seeds, you'll have a righteous harvest. Amen. Family, if you say you're a Christian, and I ask you, what is the result being of being a Christian? You say, just misfortune. That is the wrong answer. Because Christ has come to bring you life and life in abundance. He wants to take you from where you are to where He wants you to be. But until you get there, you have to be very careful what you confess, what you say, and find yourself being obedient to God's will. Walking where God wants you to be, not walking where you want to be. 
I mean, putting your trust rather in God than in man. Many of the problems that we have, even in the church today, is because people put their trust in man. If I, just, if I can just get to this person, he will help me. No, before you get to that person, have you asked God to help you? Because then you're putting your trust in God to help you. Before you go to this person, help me, please help me. Be this for me, do that for me. Have you gone to God and say, help me? Remember, you want peace on the inside. You want comfort on the inside. Even if you're facing troubles. Let's say this is a problem that I have. I'm a Christian. I'm born again. I have a problem. When I take this problem and I hand it over to Jesus. Jesus, here's the problem. Now I have peace in my heart. Knowing that God will sort it out for me. But if I'm holding on to it the whole time. Now I'm going to run here to Mr. Tamana. Please help me. And I spill this problem over here. Amen. And my trust is more in man to help me than in God. Amen. So it doesn't matter what happens to me. My portion, my life, the light comes from Jesus. So as I'm linked up with Him, I can have peace in my heart. And you always have to keep that peace. But the thing is, now a challenge comes. Say now I have a problem with Him, but I'm now a Christian, I'm Jesus. Now I've given this problem to Jesus to help me, so, but I think, no, 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 I have to intervene. Now I disconnect here, and I want to fight Him. You're fighting the wrong battle. But even if there's challenges coming against me, as my life comes from Christ, I can hold my peace. If there's peace in my heart, even in trials and tribulation, I'll find comfort because Christ is comforting me. That's why Daniel, when they said, we're going to feed you to the lions, he said, let me just go pray again and say, thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus, for what? The lions are going to eat me. He wasn't an outward Christian trying to fight people, but he found comfort in Christ because he knew where his life came from. He knew who was his source. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Joseph, even in the pit, in the prison, he could find peace and comfort in his heart. Those situations were real, but he was holding on to God. The Bible says in John 14 verse 27, I'm reading from the Passion Translation, I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. What is he saying? He says, I know things are going to come that wants to trouble your heart. He says, but be very courageous. Know what God has said about you. Know what He has declared over your life. And hold your peace. Whenever the Bible says, do not fear, be very courageous, it's just another way of saying, have faith. Have faith. John 16 verse 33 Passion Translation says, And everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in the unbelieving world you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. Amen. Family, listen to me. 
A true believer's life comes from Jesus Christ. You are his guest. A guest. If you're a guest in somebody's home, the host wants to make sure that everybody is happy, that all their needs are met. Jesus is not embarrassed about your situation. He wants to meet your need. He's not embarrassed about your situation. If you have a need, he's ready to meet that need. He wants you to feast at his table. What we receive from God is because of our ability to believe. If I believe God, Jesus, will help me when a trouble comes against me, I'll have peace. But when I don't believe that Jesus will help me, I'll disconnect and want to fight this battle myself. The biggest mistake that we've made, we put our trust more in man than in God. If this person can just introduce me to this person, then I know God is busy perfecting everything concerning you. Isaiah 2 verse 22 says, Quit scraping and fawning over mere humans, so full of themselves, so full of hot air. Can't you see there's nothing to them? What are many of the problems that many people are facing today? Let me tell you. Your challenge that you are sitting with is not an uncommon problem because you know in your family many people sit with this problem. Your father has the problem maybe. Maybe it's your mother. Maybe it's a grandmother or a grandfather. How many people come in the prayer line and they say, not one of my sisters are married. There's a problem concerning marriage. In our family, nobody can get past this point in their lives. There's a hindrance. These blockages, man cannot solve it. That's why you need God intervention. But you've been running to man to solve your problem instead of running to God. Why do you think the Bible says, seek first his kingdom and then all these things will be added? There's no change in many people's lives because they're seeking man's help. But God is ready to help you and to assist you. Matthew 15 verse 13 says, Jesus replied, Every plant that my heavenly Father didn't plant is destined to be uprooted. Stay away from them, for they are nothing more than blind guides. Do you know what happens when a blind man pretends to guide another blind man? They both stumble into a ditch. Listen to God's word. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added. Family, listen to me. You have to seek God's ways, because it's the only way out for you. You have to seek God's ways. A matter of fact, let me tell you this. According to Scripture, God does not bless non-seekers, but He blesses those that seek Him. That's why He says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added. Do you have a heart in seeking God? Proverbs 8 verse 35, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. For the fountain of life pours into you every time that you find me. The fountain of life pours into you every time that you find me. 
And this is the secret of growing in the delight and the favor of the Lord. Do you want to grow in the light and the favor of God? Keep on seeking Him. But those who stumble and miss me will be sorry they did. For ignoring what I have to say will bring harm to your own soul. Those who hate me are simply flirting with death. You have to seek God. Ask Him to help you to enter into your divine destiny. Seek Him. Say, God, what is the way? How should I do this? Don't just enter into things and do things because it looks like a good idea. Many people have ended their careers because of that. Include God in all your decision making. Jesus says, I know the plans I have towards you. Plans of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. And we quote that quite often. But what are the verses after that? It says, if you seek me, if you seek me, turn with me, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Did you underline that? Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Family, do you know what it's all about? Giving Jesus the rightful place in your heart. See God with all your heart. David said in Psalm 27 when the Lord said, Seek me. He says, Lord, your face I will seek. This is the key. If you want to walk in the blessings, the prosperity, the fullness of what God has got for you, seek Him. You need a spiritual solution. If man could have solved your problem, you would not be here this morning. Psalm 34 verse 10 says, Even the strong and the wealthy grow weak and hungry. But those who passionately pursue or seek the Lord will never lack any good thing. Ask yourself, what is it? that will give you peace and comfort. Think for one minute about blind Bartimaeus. He comes to Jesus being blind. What does Jesus say to him? What do you want me to do for you? Can Jesus not see that he's blind? Many of you are saying, can't Jesus see what I'm going through? But God will come to you and say, what do you want me to do? He says, Lord, I want to see. Jesus says to him, your faith has made you well. Amen. Go. The Bible says, and immediately his sight returned. God is here to give you comfort, to give you peace. Are you ready to walk with God? Amen. The truth is being linked up with God allows you to resist the devil. But the Bible says, not in your own way, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Amen. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. His way. Come under his authority. And the devil will flee from you. The attacks that you've been experiencing, you're a child of the Most High God. God has established victory for you already. James 4 verse 7. Family, listen to me. Many Christians are plagued with misfortune. You're not supposed to be a burden to yourself, nor be a burden to other people. You're a life-giving spirit. You are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. 
It's time to grab hold of those things. Walk with God. Let Him lead you. Let Him guide you. Let me help you. Defeat and failure are things of the past. You're not linked up with defeat and failure anymore. You're linked up with God. If you're linked up with God, your situation is about to change. But you have to make that decision actively by changing your confession. Your life is not to be embodied by misfortune the whole time. Because God has planned for your life and life in abundance. The devil wants to kill, steal and destroy. If the devil has been killing, stealing and destroying, it's time to resist him. The book of Isaiah says there's no restoration in people's lives because nobody says restore. You don't see the restoration in your life because you've not started to declare restoration. Say restore. restore. Say it louder. Say say restore. 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 If you want restoration, you're going to have to declare it with your mouth. If you're always saying, I'm not going to find a husband, I'm not going to find a wife. Is that confessing restoration? James 4 verse 7. So then surrender to God, stand up to the devil and resist him and he will turn and run away from you. Move your heart closer to God and he will come even closer. But make sure you cleanse your life, you sinners, and keep your heart pure and stop doubting. Revelation 12 verse 1 says, And they have defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by their testimony, and they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. Make sure to give Jesus the rightful place in your heart. The Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Now that you say the blood of Jesus has washed and cleansed you, has forgiven you of all sin, what is your testimony? Because when you want to pray, your heart is condemning you. You want to pray and your heart is condemning you because you're thinking about things that you did wrong yesterday. You say, Jesus, please help me. But then you think what you did wrong. Your heart is condemning you. The book of 1 John 3 says, God is greater than your heart. Because of the blood of Jesus that's removed all sin cleansed you, washed you with the blood, put you in right standing with God. If you know you have the victory because of the blood of Jesus, let that be your testimony. Let that be your confession. But because your heart is condemning you and you're doubting the power of the blood, now your testimony has become something different. And now you come and you say, the blood of Jesus has forgiven and washed away all my sins. Then you make a mistake. You say, huh, I don't think the blood of Jesus works. If you make a mistake, it is the time to believe that the blood of Jesus covers that mistake. Confess it and know that Jesus forgives you. But many people are frustrated today. They say, I don't think I can trust God anymore. Because they doubt the power of the blood. I cannot trust God to help me find a wife, found a job. When you say you cannot trust God, all you are doing is confessing your weakness that you're not loving Him the way you used to love Him. Because if you love Him and you give Him the rightful place in your heart, you'll trust Him. 
The blood of Jesus cleanses you from all sin and frees you from condemnation by Satan. 1 John 1.17. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. But if we keep living in the pure light that surrounds him, we share unbroken fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, continually cleanses us from all sin. So even if you make a mistake, the blood is ready to cleanse you from that mistake. But just because you make a mistake doesn't mean that you should stop being courageous. The truth is, if you make a mistake, the person that's representing you before the Father is your advocate, Jesus Christ. The one who has paid the price in full with his blood. He is your high priest. So if an accusation comes in against you, you know you have the advocate representing you. But it's when you start doubting your advocate, his ability, what he has done on the cross, then you want to run to man and find a solution on this side. Romans 8 verse 1. So now the case is closed. The matter has been settled. I like what the Passion Translation says. Turn to your neighbor say, my case has been closed. What case is this? It's the case of accusations against you. So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. For the law of the life-giving spirit flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. The word of your testimony is the sword that puts Satan to flight. What are you confessing about your situation? Joseph, when he was in the pit, he said, I know where I belong. I belong in the palace. Amen. That was his testimony. He was in the pit. He says, I know where I belong. I belong in the palace. I know what God has shown me. I know the prophetic picture God has given me. There might be a delay here now. I'm not going to let this frustrate me. I know where I belong. I'm not changing my testimony because the devil is throwing something at me. A matter of fact, I'm going to humble myself under the mighty hand of God and I'm going to resist him because I know we have victory. We have overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I'm saved. Jesus is my Savior. So even if I make a mistake, my testimony is, I'm saved. Jesus is my Savior. If I have a pain in my body, I'm healed. Jesus is my healer. I'm redeemed. Jesus is my redeemer. I'm linked up with God. Defeat and failure are things of the past. I am walking with God. When you are linked up with God, even if these things are pressing against you, hold on to your confession. Because you're a life-giving spirit. You confess life in that situation. Don't change your confession, your testimony to that of the devil. Of defeat and failure. It is the words that come from our mouths that produces the overcoming spirit on the inside. When people say it's impossible, you say it's possible. When the world is shouting and saying you're going to go under, your confession is I'm going to go over. When the world is shouting you the tail, you say no, I'm the head. Now you start living by the word of your testimony. Now you're starting to imitate Christ, our high priest. He walked in the light of his testimony. He declared he was the son of God. And he was the son of God. 
The devil wants you to doubt your sonship. He wants you to doubt the fact that you are born again, that you are linked up with God. So even when things are pressing against you, you hold on to your testimony, you hold on to your confession. Because God has planned great things for you. You know, everything that God has planned for you is available by faith. You have to believe it. You have to believe it. Everything is available by faith. You receive it by faith. You believe it by faith. When you start to believe it, you'll start to say it. But when you don't believe it with your heart, you won't say it. He says, as we believed in our hearts, because we believe this, we can now start to confess it. Start meditating upon these things. Start thinking about these things. Because what you think about in your mind will happen in time. That's why you cannot ponder upon negative things. God has created you to discover new things. You know, nothing that God does is ever the same. There's nothing new under the sun. But I mean, when you walk with God, look at household of Christ today. Because I'm walking with God. We have 27 different cultures. If I was looking at man and what man was saying, it would be completely different. But I heard what God said, the small little things that God said. I was just obedient to that. When you're obedient to something very small that seems very ordinary, it has an extraordinary effect in the spirit. Extraordinary effect in the spirit. These are the secrets of God. Walk with God. Put God first. Love God in everything that you do. You know, even if you are facing a crisis, when you are linked up with God, that crisis cannot break you. Because you're not relying on your own strength. You're relying on God's strength. And God's strength, what is stronger than God? What is greater than God? Nothing. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 7, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Instead, we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God, hidden before now in a mystery. It is His secret plan. Destined before the ages to bring us into glory, none of the rulers of this present world would order understood it for if they had they never would have crucified the lord of shining glory this is why the scriptures say things never discovered or heard of before things beyond our ability to imagine these are the many things god has in store for all his lovers as you love god as you see god he will do extraordinary things for you What does David say in Psalm 91? Because he has set his love upon him, because he set his love upon God, God will deliver him. God will help him. If you love God, you can trust God. You know that God will fight for you. He'll be your exceedingly great reward. He'll be your shield in everything. God has planned good things for you. Do you trust him? Many times people say, hmm, I don't trust God anymore. I don't think I trust my home cell leader anymore. I wonder if I can trust the pastor. I wonder if I can trust my wife. Trust has got to do with love. When we say we cannot trust God, we're just confessing our weakness that we're not loving God the way that we loved Him before. 
Because remember, your faith that's going to move the mountain, your faith that's going to help you obtain your promise, that faith works through love. And if the devil can get you out of love, your faith will not be effective. Because faith works through love. So in conclusion, put your trust in God. Seek God. When you know that you are born again, your life is linked up with God and He has become your source. When the blood of Jesus has cleansed you, there's no reason for you to walk in condemnation. Victory is yours. Hold on to your confession because by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, they have victory. Hold on to your confession. Get away from sin as far as you can. God has not made you or designed you to be a frustration or a burden to yourself and to others, but rather to help people carry burdens, to be a life-giving spirit, to help people through tough and difficult times. Don't look at man. Paul said in Ephesians 5 verse 1, become imitators of God. Become imitators of God. The way that God does things, you can do it that way. That is what it's all about to walk in the kingdom of God. When he says the kingdom of God is on the inside of us. He says God has given us the ability to do things the way that God does it in his kingdom. In that realm of victory in Christ Jesus, there's no defeat and failure. There's no defeat and failure. That's why you can hold on to your confession. David, when he faced Goliath, found himself in the realm of victory in Christ Jesus. Goliath, although bigger, found himself in the realm of defeat and failure. That's why when he spoke, by faith believing, God gave him the victory. Can you imagine a little stone killing a giant? That means you have a friend in the Holy Spirit that disposes of giants. The most important thing is walk with God. Remain close with God. Make sure that the Holy Spirit is with you, that you are being led by the Holy Spirit. Remember David when he sinned, what did he say? Do not let your spirit depart from me, God. Why? Because he knew it wasn't him being a giant slayer. He had a friend in the Holy Spirit. So make a decision. Remain close to God. Walk in the light of your testimony. Above all, this is the secret. Protect the peace on the inside of your heart. If you protect the peace on the inside, you know you are walking in victory. You know you are walking in the light of your testimony. Selah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.